That's what I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that. That old pie. Woo-hoo! Looky there. There's your bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. Gosh dang gorilla. Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big one. Everybody, welcome into the show. I'm Big Ed, your host, and this is the Fan Pod. And on the line tonight, we have got a guy who's a tournament angler. He's been a guide uh, for the fish we're going to be talking about, which is smallmouth. And he's been doing it on a, a premier lake in the state of California, Mr. Mark Pilgrim. Welcome into the show, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Well, you know what? Thanks for having me. I've uh, I've been wanting to jump on here for a while, and uh, I love the show and. And uh, super excited to be here tonight. Cool. That's what I want to hear. Some excitement on this deal. Um, you know, we've, <laughs> we've uh, we talked earlier. We wanted to kind of talk about, you know, I've, I've, we've been doing, I think the last three shows have been on just wintertime fishing, you know. and But that's what we're looking at right now is it's wintertime and it's, you know, it's cold out there. It's going to get colder. Um, you know, you're up the Chester area, which is up by Lake Almanor, which is, you know, pretty much Northern California. And you're you're at a good elevation where you're gonna get snow, uh, you know. Uh, so you're you're just now getting ready to get into that. So we'll start talking about wintertime, some smallmouth, and what wintertime fishing is like up there. But you know, I kind of want to talk, you know, the transitions of spring and summer and fall, and how to kind of find smallmouth because I think they're one of those for, the one of those fish that so many people love to go fish for because they're such an active, such an, uh, a, a fish of, uh, I guess, lore. You know, people just think, think of smallmouth and they go, oh my gosh, I love to go smallmouth fishing. You know, and that's that's how, kind of how it works. Um, so let's let's start off right there, you know, with what, uh, you know, it's wintertime right now. We're going to be going into spring, summer, fall, all that coming up in, the, you know, this year. What's your favorite way to kind of start fishing for these fish? You know, looking at, I, I guess we'll start right now, you know, with wintertime. What is it that that really gets you going when you go, when you think of smallmouth fishing right now? You know, it's, it's uh, you're right. You know, with, uh, with you know, being January and working on uh, coming into February, it's, it's cold up there and it starts to snow and, you know, and it, it's hurtful to me to not be able to get out on the water as much as I'd like to, you know, this time of year. But, uh, but, you know, looking forward to the spring and even, you know, early spring, like that March to April, when that, uh, that water starts to warm up a little bit and the ice, ice comes off the water, it's, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal fishery. And, uh, you know, we're just waiting for that water to warm up where it gets, you know, closer to 45, 50 degrees. And uh, it generally happens, you know, we get that ice it, that finally melts if we do get, if we do get ice uh, in early March. Uh, just looking for those those fish starting to move around and, um, you know, throwing rip baits. And, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to, to catch smallmouth in that lake. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like any other lake. It's, it's, it's really, a, you know, a, a, a lake that's tough to, you know, figure out. And I, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of guys that, uh, that fish, you know, the circuits and, you know, ask me questions and want to come and, and do guide trips. And it's, it's really a finicky lake, but uh, there are giant fish in there. And, and uh, that, that early springtime, I think for me, is one of my favorite times. 
Uh, okay. Those fish move up, start to move up on those points in the shallows and get into those stumps. And it's just, uh, man, it, it's, a, it's a phenomenal fishery. Well, let's, you know, if we're going to, we're going to break that down a little bit, but let's, let's describe Lake Almanar. I mean, it's basically what, just a big bowl with one deeper side and one shallower side, lots of flats, lots of rocks, lots of, it's a, is it a, it's a volcanic lake. It's a, I, kind of explain it a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a man-made lake. So we're at, uh, we're about 4,500 feet in elevation. It's a man-made lake. Um, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's deep on one side. So you get down toward the dam and you've got uh, water, water depths, you know, and that 70 to 90 foot range. And then that whole North end, Northwest end, you've, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a flooded meadow. So you've got, uh, you've got really shallow water, uh, the majority of it on that North West side being, you know, less than 30, 20 to 30 feet. And, um, lots of stumps on that Northwest side. And then when you get to the East side, you've got a lot more of that cobble rock, chunk rock. Um, and then down by the dam, you've got a lot more of the big rock points, uh, drop-offs, islands, and, uh, you know, things of that nature where those, uh, those springtime fish, you know, I generally fish that South side of the lake early spring where those, uh, you know, those bigger rocks and the, and the islands are. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a phenomenal fishery. You know, if you can, if you can figure out those transitions, it's in, you know, we have, we've got a big runoff into that lake every year, you know, getting back to the right. winter time, you know, part of this, you know, when we get, uh, when we get a, a heavy winter up in, in the Lake Commoner Chester area, we get, uh, we've got a, an overflow channel that runs in on the north side of the lake, which generally in the springtime keeps that lake pretty cool. Um, if we have a heavy snow, so we get runoff. Uh, through that diversion channel until April or May, and uh, it really it really changes the dynamics of that waterway and uh, and how it fishes. And uh, if if you know if you get uh, if you get you know light if you have a really light winter, it's uh, it you know you get that spawn the water warms up a little earlier in the year, and then if we get a you know a big heavy snowpack, you definitely are you know, two to three or maybe four weeks behind every year with the heavy snowpack. So it kind of, you kind of have to play it out, you know, and, and, um, you know, just, it, you know, like I said, it depends on, on the, the runoff and, you know, and what the, what the water temperatures are doing. Uh, you know, when I think about uh small mouth that in this time of year and I, you know, right now, I, I guess naturally you think, Oh, it's it's wintertime, it's cold weather, it's going to get colder. These fish are deep. They're trying to get down and, you know, to the deepest parts they can where they can just sit on the bottom. Is that how smallmouth are? I mean, I know largemouth are are that way where they just, you know, they get on the bottom, they don't want to move. You know, they're not, this is, I mean, right now we're getting some really, you know, we're getting that mid midwinter summer. Um, but we, you know, I mean, for the most part, you know, largemouth are moving down. Maybe they're sticking in the grass. Maybe they're, how are smallmouth right now, wintertime, you know, how are they kind of, how do they set up? You know, right now it's, they get into that dormant mode, you know, and I, I'm sure we've all seen pictures of, of, of smallmouth and they get, you know, when they group up and they get into those really tight, tight bundles and they, they get down there, you know, right, you know, in that 30 to 40 feet, you know, off those little ledges and they just really don't move they get down there where that water is 50 degrees and, uh, you know, they just, uh, they kind of hibernate. And, uh, you know, once you, once you find them, you yeah. can, 
you know, if you catch one, you're going to catch 20 or 30 fish, right? You know, and it's, it, you know, it's just pinpointing those little pods. And, uh, you know, right now you could probably go out there and throw spoons and, uh, you know, and really do good. It's just, uh, you know, dealing with the weather and getting out there and doing it. Yeah, that you know when I when I think of smallmouth fishing, I think that weather actually you know turns them on a little bit, gets them going, maybe moves them around. Is that is that accurate for colder water, or are they only like that during the summer when the water is in that you know mid seventies? <laughs> I guess. You know what you can like you can catch them. It really depends on the lake and where you are. You know, if you're on that mm-hmm. northwest side, those fish really roam around. They don't, you know, there's not a lot of room for them up on that side to go find those little, you know, offshore pockets where they can go sit in, in little pods. They they generally cruise around. There's a lot of bait in that lake, so they generally, you know, move move around quite a bit. When you get into that south east side where the water's a little bit deeper, you know, they'll get out there on those little island flats. Uh, and you know, they'll just, they'll, they'll kind of stay on those flats. And, um, you know, and and like I said, if you, if you catch, you know, if you catch one fish, you're going to catch a lot and, uh, and you can catch really big ones in the middle of the winter time. You know, they don't stop feeding. It's just, uh, you know, it's just finding them. Um, God, I got some questions running through my head here, Uh, but (laughs) I got, I'm going to (laughs) focus a little bit more here. Uh, you know, as we transition, you know, you kind of talked about that water warming up 4550. If I'm, you know, smallmouth are pretty much everywhere across the country, maybe a little less in, you know, the Florida's, the southern parts, but definitely up, you know, up in the the northern areas, there's a bigger uh, smallmouth population that people are going to be fishing for those. Uh, as, as you were talking about, you know, hey, that water starts to get 45, 50, 55 degrees, they start getting more active. How do we, you know, how do you start seeing that transit? When do you start seeing that transition? I mean, month wise. Uh, generally, okay, I'll break it down a little bit um, sure. more on, on, on weather and, and, and month by month. But uh, so if we, if normally if we have a big snowfall year, that, yeah. that snow melt, that snow melt's going to come in, you know, in April and start, uh, and start keeping that, you know, the, the water is going to start coming up. You're going to get a lot of that that inflow from the Feather River and uh, uh, that overflow channel, and it's going to keep it kind of cool. You know, when you get to that 50 degrees on the north side, the uh, you know those that's when the fish really start getting you, you know aggressive. If 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 we have a really really super light winter where the you know we just get a lot of rain, we're talking maybe early early March. You know, you're going to see that water start to creep up into the, about the 50s. Okay. Uh, last year, we last year we had this, the, you know, the the heavy snowpack, so it was a little bit later. You know, we were we were like toward the end of March when you know when we started getting that 50 degree water temperature and the the fish started to get real active. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, when I kind of base it off the trout fishermen. You know, you'll get a lot of guys up there that are <laughs> trout, fishermen. and all all of a sudden one of them will be trolling out there and they'll you know they'll hook a they'll hook a you know real big smallmouth and and you go, okay, now it's kind of game on, you know? So it's, uh, you know, my, my favorite month is, is April, but it, you know, it, if we have a really, really nice light, you know, winter that late April to the first, uh, first part of May, man, it's just phenomenal. You know, when that water gets to about 50, 52, 53 degrees, really, really good. 
Okay, so what you're saying is book a trip with you for April and May. Oh. Book, a, book a trip. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this year May might be a little little difficult for me, seeing I might be off limits, but but April's a April's a great month. I, you know, and even like I said in March, it's uh yeah, it, you know, it's uh those those are phenomenal, phenomenal uh months. And you know, for guys out there that haven't uh that haven't done a lot of rip bait fishing, mm. it's you know, to 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 have a fish hit a rip bait, you know, a three or four or even a five pound smallmouth, it's the it, it's you know it's it's something that everybody needs to experience, and it it's an absolute blast. Well, and you know, and that was basically where I was going to go with that was you know a couple things was uh one what what is your favorite bait out there? And I'm guessing it's rip baits to throw out there, but do they work all year long? And you can two, catch. And, and two, really, what you know, you talked about some trout out there. So the question that I had right after that, just just the second one I want to answer is, do you ever throw big swim baits up there for those fish, and will they eat them? Uh, you know what, uh, they will eat big swim baits. Uh, you know what, I and like I said, you could, I'll get to your first question. Uh, sure. You know, you you could throw rip baits all year. You, you know, when you get into pre spawn and those those fish get really active, you know, you're it's a it's a rip bait bite for for about a month you know it could, it could go into you know six weeks before those fish come up on beds where that rip bait bite really just gets you know real just phenomenal and then um they'll uh when those fish are spawning mid mid-march through it could go all the way into mid-may and um you know when those once soon as they come off beds there those those big females start to feed you can catch them on rip baits all the way through until them you know mid-june and uh and that transition you know it'll slow down in the summertime and then you hit that fall and the rip bait bite will, will start again and then you know getting back to the swim bait you'd be surprised what those uh what those smallmouth will eat and uh you know i throw a lot of i throw a lot of seven inch swim baits and um you know there's a there's a swim bait that i did i throw on the you know shafts and orville and i i throw that same swim bait up there and and those smallmouth will uh, they'll annihilate that thing so so yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to throw out a big bait and you know, and and have a fish come up and grab that thing. They definitely I would, work. I, I will give you the option to keep that bait a secret, but if you'd like to share it, there's probably <laughs> people wondering what it is. Hi, this is Josh McMurray. I'm the city manager for the city of Oakley. We're located on the Delta. We have a beautiful shoreline, and we really want to promote the city as the gateway to the Delta and showcase everything that we have to offer. We have a beautiful downtown that's expanding, brand new restaurants. What we're trying to do is build that brand to make sure that people know that you can come to Oakley and you can do everything that you want associated with the Delta and you can still stay here, eat here, and have a good time in a very family-friendly and safe environment. <laughs> uh, you know what, I'll throw that one out though. So it's a Shasta swim bait. Um, I, I throw it in a, in a German brown pattern and okay. um, and it's uh you know it's it's it, it works you know you like i said that that north side of the lake there's a lot of stumps up there and you you drag that thing across the top of those stumps and and it's uh it's it's pretty pretty amazing you know to watch a five pound smallie come up and grab a, a, a bait that's that big and i've had you know multiple fish come up and try and grab it at the same time um you know it's uh yeah, you know, kind of a kind of a great bait to throw up there. Um, it's uh, yeah, and then there's it's you know I, I throw out so many different things. You know, it's a huge topwater lake too. You know, my 
the, <laughs> the top water part of that is, you know, I, I throw a top water on that lake year round. And, um, you know, a lot of guys always, a lot of guys always, uh, you know, they're into that fall transition time, like top water time. And a lot of guys right. call me and say, is it top water time yet? And, you know, really on, on Almanor, it's, it's top water time, you know, all year. So, you know, you can catch fish there from April all the way through end of October. And I've caught them into November on top water. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those fisheries that's a little bit different. You know, it's, it's, it's not like going to a Trinity where, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have certain lakes like Trinity and the Columbia River that, that kind of fish like largemouth lakes. You know, you can, you can, you can throw out a, a big swim bait, you know, or a, you know, a Kitek or, you know, swim bait fish for largemouth and catch smallies in Trinity and, and, uh, and the Columbia River. At Almanor, it's a little different. You know, the fish are a little more finicky. Um, they don't, uh, they generally don't respond to those, those largemouth baits, but there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a few of them that they will eat. Okay. Um, you know, when you're talking about topwater all all year long up there, uh, is that because it's a smallmouth predominant lake, or is it just because that's the, those fish in there will eat it? Um, I just because they'll eat it. You know, the there's uh, it's funny. I I've got a couple of areas that I fish over and over and over again, and and you know, I um, I can go into an area with a with a client and you know fish a wall and and catch. 15 topwater fish, you know, in a day and go back the next day and take another client through the same area and, you know, and catch another 15. And you would think there's a lot of fish that have distinctive, you know, markings, colorings, you know, you know, you, you you know, you know, the fish that you're catching. And, and I really don't, I don't really don't think I catch, you know, many fish, you know, day in and day out that are the same fish so there's just a lot of fish in certain areas in that lake and and uh you know and like i said i i, I think it's i think it could have something to do with the you know the rainbows that are in certain areas there there is areas where there's grass so you'll have a lot of rainbows german browns that that are mixed in with the uh, smallmouth and they they really get aggressive when you get into those areas where you know where they're fighting over over bait all right, that's good. So look for so look for some of that area if you really want to focus on it. I, and I can't tell, you know, it's one of those things. If you if you want to go out and catch these some of these fish and really know what he's talking about, gosh, by all means, book a trip with him. But it, it you know, this is what he's talking about. Or what we're talking about here is that that looking for smallmouth because this this lake does have largemouth in it, but for the most part, you're not at, you're not focusing on those much at all when you're out there or are you you know it's it, it's funny so we're gonna we're gonna take it back a little a little ways to okay. my days of growing up there and uh <laughs> and you know what I, I i i've always been a trout guy i was always a trout guy when i was a kid my dad used to take me mm-hmm. out and and it, you know we'd, we'd troll around and he always used to tell me about these these big small mouth that run the lake so you know when i i i always was like it was my goal and my focus to to, to figure out the small mouth you know and and I really, I really never went out there looking for largemouth. You know, I, I knew that there was largemouth and every now and then somebody would catch one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I never went out and just focused on trying to, uh, you know, to catch five in a day because it's just, you know, they're, they're elusive in that lake and they're, they're, they're hard to catch. And unless you know exactly where you're going and, and, and where they are, 
you know, you could waste a week up there and not, not ever get a bite. Um, you know, I know that there's anglers that go up there and uh, I believe that uh, there was a tournament there two years ago where a, an angler brought in a couple of largemouth and, um, and, you know, they are there. I, I, I actually made it a, a goal to myself two years ago to just go out and see if I could catch five in a day. You know, I knew they were there and, and I've always wanted to really, you know, push myself mm -hmm. to do it. So, uh, you know, I know that lake in and out and I, I, to this day, I have, I have not, uh, had a, uh, a, a five fish limit, you know, wow. a, a bag of five fish in that lake of, of, of largemouth. And I've gone out and caught two or three in a day and, uh, I've caught some big ones. I've caught some, you know, eight, nine pounders. Um, okay. But uh, I don't want to discourage people from going out and doing it. But, <laughs> right. but I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want people to be disappointed. You know, if they're going to go up there and try and do it, because it's, you know, the likelihood that you're going to catch one is 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 not good. All right. Well, I mean, then that's a good thing that we're talking about smallmouth. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So we've kind of talked about winter a little bit. We've talked about spring. Let's break down summer a little bit because I, you know. I think summertime is probably the one time when most people want to go out fishing. It's, you know, Hey, it's warm out. You get up, you know, and at your elevation, you're, you're just under 5,000, right? Is that right? Or are you just, just over 5, yeah. 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 4,500. Okay. So yeah. you've got, it's cooler up there than, you know, everywhere else. The, the, the valley will be at 110 and you're, you know, you're, you're at 109 or 98. You know, something like that. You're in a beautiful setting up there. The lake is absolutely, if you, if, if you're listening to this show right now and you've never seen Lake Almanor, by all means, book your family a trip up there and go because it is a magnificent lake to go to. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the town of Chester and all the towns around it are beautiful to be there. Even after the fires, they're still gorgeous just to drove through there this year. Still beautiful up there. Um, but summertime is that time when I think a lot of people love to go fishing. So let's talk about what it is that, you know, you talked about rip baits all year, that sort of thing. But what do you do in the summer that just, you know what, summer comes on and these fish are what? Wow. I, you know, this is the, the one that I want kind of want to just skirt around, but you know, I'm going to, I'll throw I'll throw it, I'll throw it, I'll throw it out there. I know. I know a lot of guys that are fishing the pro tour this year are going to want some information on, they're going to be listening to this. So, but, um, okay. So if, you're, you know, the, summer, so if you're listening to this right now, what you're about to hear is wrong. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, that summertime is absolutely, uh, my favorite time to fish there. It, you know, it, spring is great. Uh, summer's, you know, always a great time up there. You can always go out there and catch fish. You know, the, 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 the spawns generally happens there, like I said, from, you know, that March to April, you can, you can still kind of get on some, some spawning fish in late June, but you get that transition right about June 1st. So we, okay. we have a big, uh, we have a big um, hex hatch on that lake and it generally happens right around the middle of June. So that is really the big transition for that water. Father's, and, uh, Day. That, that, Father's Day, right? Yeah, Isn't right. that kind of the, the big one? I base it on that on Father's Day every year. My birthday and Father's Day actually fall right around the same day. So, so I always work it right around that time. So that's that's the big transition time for me. So as soon as we get to that mid-June, I generally go back to my reaction, which 
we were talking about throwing rip baits. That's when I'm going to move over and start throwing spinner baits and, you know, something a little more flashy, you know, some, you know, baits that are going to grab that fish's attention. Um, that's, uh, that's going to happen from, you know, the, like I said, that mid June into July, end of July. And, and at the same time I'm throwing top water and, uh, okay. you know, it, it it's, uh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird transition depending on where you are and the weather. You know, we always get a late storm up there. It seems like Memorial Weekend it always snows. You know, at Chester Lake. Now. <laughs> so, so just when you think that you have the perfect thing set up in that transition, right when you're getting ready to move into the new, you know, what the into this new transition phase, you know, the weather completely messes things up and 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 changes things around. So, um, you know, I'll uh, I'll generally. You know, that's when I that's when I use my my electronics. You know, you you, you have to you have to really have forward facing sonar to be able to, to <laughs> do you know to do to do well on that lake in in midsummer. It's okay. uh you know you know the fish are really spread out. They you know you'll get groups of fish that sit on those stumps. They'll get in those stumps and they'll the stumps that are in that lake are they've got massive root systems. And you, you know, you may have a, a winning bag of fish. You know, you could you could have 25 pounds of smallmouth under one stump. Oh. You know, and they'll just they'll hang out under one stump in, in seven eight feet of water, and without you know forward facing sonar, if you don't know those fish are there, you know, you might throw something across the top of there, or you know, a spinnerbait or something, and have a fish chase and they don't bite, and you know, the angler will keep moving. You know, and you could sit on that uh, on that stump for 15, 20 minutes with forward-facing sonar and pluck every fish out from underneath that thing. You know, and you know you could you could drag a, a spinnerbait, you know, through there, or uh, you know, first-gen fishing makes a, a, a top spin, which I love, and uh, you could throw those out and drag it right through the stump. You know, they they really don't hang up. They 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 will hang up, but they're not going to hang up as much as a traditional spinnerbait. Okay. So you could drag those, you could drag those through there. And I, I really pick, pick the stumps apart in midsummer. Um, that's generally where the fish, there's no, there's no shade out there. So there, you know, the fish that are looking for shade, they get their shade from those stumps. All right. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's a pretty wide open lake. And I'm, well, there's some what floating docks out there in a couple places. But other than that, like you said, the, the stumps and everything, that's mostly where they're shaded. Um, Let's see here. So we went through summer, <laughs> broke that yeah, down. Yeah, you know what? I could, the... I, I, I could rattle a... on for I could rattle on for a while about. No, that, that's that, I... <laughs> that's okay. I mean, let, let's let some of those guys go out there and figure out their own fish. You know, let's 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 take that up. But Jen, but then you that you know you start into fall and smallmouth are they're a roaming fish, and I mean, is it when you look at that kind of you know being a river fish, I guess um do you look in the same places on that lake because i mean everything you've kind of described is around those stumps is around the big rides around are they moving about in the fall a little bit more because everything you've talked about and, and maybe i should break that down first is um you know everything you've talked about has all been fish imitations what is the bait that's in that lake that they're only are they only chasing fish are they eating crawdads are they eating I know there's goby in there. Do they chase, do they eat those? I mean, what is it that you're, is there any time, I guess, or what is it that they're looking to eat at, you know, the, these, these times of year, the summer and, 
in a fall. I mean, I've heard spinner baits and that sort of thing, but even that's all spinner baits and rip baits, mainly some swim baits. That's all fish. Are they not eating some of the other stuff in there? Yeah, you know what? There's there is gobies in there, and uh, you know it's uh, it's funny because I really haven't uh, used much in the goby bait. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of that, that, that kind of presentation up there. I, I really haven't thrown a lot of them, but uh, but they do work up there. And there was a lot of gobies in that lake. Uh, crawdads, probably the number one, um, the number one source of uh, protein for those fish. I mean, that it's, you know, that's, uh, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, crawdads in there. And um, that's, uh, if you can find those areas and, and uh, that north, like I said, the northwest side is, uh, you know, the, the, they tend to be a little bit bigger. You get on that east, the southeast side, the, the crawdads tend to be a little bit smaller. Um, the other the other bait fish in there is that Wakasagi uh, smelt. It's, you know, there's, it's the same, same Wakasagi uh, smelt that are in, I believe, in Oroville. In fact, I think those fish actually came from Almanor and ended up in Oroville. Hmm. Um, but, uh, th- yeah, exactly the same bait fish. So if you, you know, if you figured out a bait that's working in Oroville, odds are it's going to work in Almanor. And, um, you know, I, I throw a lot of those, uh, those rip baits that, that m- mimic that, that Wakasagi pattern. And, uh, you know, they, uh, there's some, there's some smaller, you know, they do a lot of planting in there too. There's a lot of rainbows that are planted in that lake every year. And they will uh, they will congregate around those areas where they plant those fish and you know and eat those smaller rainbows also. Okay, um, you know, and that's just what I look at. now. I you know if if you're if you're trying to go around that a little bit, I'll let you uh, the the whole the whole crawdad pattern looking and that sort of thing and what you're looking for up there. Um, but I, it just seems to me the lake that has you know, so many stumps and so many rocks and that sort of thing, that that would be such an important pattern, but it doesn't seem like that's the one you want to go with. You're more into that smelt. And when you talk about Oroville and that's where those fish came, you know, some of those smelt came from, are there spotted bass in that lake also or no? You know what? There isn't, uh, I, you know, there okay. could be, I've never seen, I've never seen one caught there. Um, and, uh, you know, I would say 99% of the fish in that lake are smallmouth, and like I said, you have a small you know population of largemouth. Um, there's uh, you know if if I'm going out there, like I said, it's it's generally just fishing fishing smallmouth, and um, you know I I do throw crawdads. I throw a lot of crawdad okay. baits. Uh, there's a uh, Bill Lewis makes a, a couple of great baits that are you know crawdad patterns that I throw um, in the middle of the summertime summertime late fall i you know i'll throw square bills out you know out there and, and catch fish on those and uh, up north i throw i throw those square bills all the time you know the, the crawdad pattern square bills and, and you know catch fish up there the lv 500s work you know in that crawdad pattern um jigs work great on that lake but you really gotta uh, downsize you know you really really have to make uh you know come up with a jig or a pattern that you that that's that's small you know definitely that okay. finesse finesse crawdad uh, pattern will, uh, will, will you know, produce more, way more fish than, than fishing like a big three-quarter ounce jig. Tackle Warehouse has been the premier online tackle shop since 2003, with a huge selection of not only the latest and greatest from the biggest brands, but the hard-to-find regional specialties as well. Tackle Warehouse. Click, save, fish. Okay. Um, you know, we've got 
in about, oh, we got about a half hour, maybe 15, 25 minutes or so left on the show. And I want to pivot a little bit and talk to you about this upcoming year. Uh, you know, I know there's, you've already mentioned there's one tournament up on uh, the BAM, you know, the 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 BAM tour is going to be up there on Almanor. Um, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what you're going to be fishing this year uh, and how, you know, how this, how this year is going to break down for you and, and, and the different areas you are fishing. Yeah, you know, this is actually going to be a, a kind of a crazy year for me. It's, uh, I, I, I planned on fishing, you know, a couple of different things, and then um, it kind of changed for me a month ago. I, I decided to go in a different direction and do some different stuff. So mm -hmm. it sounds like I'll be fishing um, a couple of the lawn bass events, which I'm actually it, down in Anderson right now. I'm, I've been you know, pre-fished the last couple of days, getting ready for the lawn bass open, which starts tomorrow on Lake Shasta. And then... Um, I'll uh, probably fish the lawn bass at uh, Clear Lake. Uh, I think that's in that it might be in March or April. I'm not sure when that is. And then uh, we kind of transition into the new BAM series. So um, I'll be fishing the the, the BAM Pro Ams. Uh, first one starting, I believe, in February here on Lake Shasta. And then those kind of bounce around uh, different uh, foothill lakes here, you know, in in, in California. And then. Right. Um, and then definitely, I'm uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be fishing the the, the Bam uh, Pro Tour this year. So that's really gonna okay. um, that's really gonna put some miles on the vehicle. And and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's, it's it kind of fits right in my wheelhouse. You know, we we have our our, our first event in uh, in April, um, April, first week in April down at Lake Martinez, which okay. I have not fished. That's uh, that's down just north of Yuma. And uh, I've never been on that water, lower uh, Colorado River. And I, I fished a lot in the Colorado River, but I've never fished that lower, you know, part of uh, the river. And I, I think that's going to be a blast, you know, to get down there and catch some of those real big largemouth. And um, yeah. yeah, then we transition. Yeah, then we transition, go right into uh, into a smallmouth up in Almanor. And um, you know, it's going to be tough for me because you know I am a guide there, and I I'm not going to be off limits for 30 days, not be able to fish there in May. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in the end, I think it'll be worth it. I, I'm super excited to be able to fish that water and, uh, you know, fish the whole the whole series uh, and just, you know, bounce around and do some different stuff, different stuff. And it's, it, it is going to be a hectic year for me, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm up to the challenge for sure. And uh, I, I'm really excited for this year. And I just can't wait to get, you know, rolling here. Yeah, you know, you fished and you were a part of the the Western Bass um, whole incidents and all that stuff that kind of went on with that whole thing. And you fished. Did you fish Western? How long did you fish Western Bass for all the years it was here? I fished. Um, I fished uh, Wild West for. Wild West, uh, I sorry. I fished, yeah, I fished Wild West for three or four years, and um, you know, I, I like fishing that. It was. Uh, you know, it was a great, it was a great circuit while it lasted. I don't want to get too much into that. You know, no, not at all. Kind I just of kind of beat, I'm, kind of kind of beat a dead horse there. So I, yeah, but you no. know what, it was, yeah, I, I did, I did fish that series and I, and I liked it. And, um, you know, I, I, I just think that, that what Mark Lassane's doing right now in the, in the BAM series is just, right. he's opening so many, so many doors for us on, on, you know, on the West coast. And I think he's, he's really, he's really stepping into a position where, he is, he's going to, he's going to put anglers, on, you know, on a pedestal where I'm hoping 
you know, we can pull in some, some more sponsorship, you know, and get some bigger, you know, companies maybe from the Midwest and East coast to go, Hey, you know, these guys on the West coast decide, you know, deserve a shot to, you know, to fish with the rest of the guys. And, you know, you know, especially the guys out there and, you know, there's, there's so many great anglers here in the West that deserve that chance. And, um, you know, and I, I think that this new series is going to showcase a lot of these guys to be able to come out and, and be diverse and, you know, fish some, some great waters, you know, and I think a lot of the guys too, that have been on the fence, maybe like they, they wanted to come in and fish events with wild west, but they were felt intimidated maybe a little bit and didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys sitting at home that, you know, that were maybe like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable fishing team events, but I really want to fish a pro event. You know, this is the time. I mean, if you're, yeah. if, if you're going to jump out there and, and, and get in a boat and go do this, why not do it from day one? I mean, we're right. starting a new circuit here in the West and, and this is a great opportunity for, I mean, thousands of anglers that, that are great anglers, you know, maybe the fish, the, the, you know, on the amateur side or the triple A side and, you know, in wild West, right. You know, any other circuit, you know, if you were fishing one or, you know, MLS, you know, this is your opportunity to, to, to jump up and, you know, come join the group and, you know, and go have some fun. Yeah, I think there, you know, and I was, I was going to ask you that is, and that's where I was going with the whole, um, <laughs> with the whole uh, uh, Wild West out here was, you know, do you see, I, I feel like there was a lot of people that were intimidated by it and not, not because of the anglers, because I don't, you know, but because of the way it was maybe maybe i shouldn't say the wild west maybe i should say the apex i think the apex was the one that really intimidated people like oh these are the best in the you know in the country whatever why am i gonna go fish against those guys but i think that's the one thing that mark's really changing is that is that you're going up against probably still the same caliber of guys but do you feel it's at that level where yeah, you know what? I don't feel as intimidated to go fish against those guys because of the way that he's putting this on. You know, I kind of felt, you know, even as an angler and as a professional, you know, when you when you look at guys, you know, in the past that were fishing Apex, I mean, there's a lot of guys in there that are they're just amazing anglers. I mean, these guys can go anywhere and catch fish at any time, any conditions. You know, it's just it's incredible what these guys do. And, and, and as a professional, I felt a little bit intimidated, you know, like looking at these guys going, man, I don't know if I can go do that. And I, I think, I think this year, you know, with what Mark's doing and, and the whole new series. And I, I think it, I think it's, uh, it's taken that pressure away from people, you know, and it's definitely for me, I, I think when, you know, when I got my invite to be able to do this, I, for some reason, I just didn't feel that pressure. I felt like, you know what, I'm going out there and I'm going to go out and hang out with, you know, a bunch of my friends. I mean, you know, these are guys that I fish with every weekend, you know, or not every weekend, but every, you know, at least once a month, yeah. you know, we, you know, these are the guys that I'm with. And, you know, whether it's, you know, these four or five or, you know, six guys that are, you know, always in the top 10 fishing these events or, you know, any of the other guys in there, it's just the camaraderie and what we're doing in the West is, is, uh, it's a, it's an amazing thing, you know, and and the the caliber and group of guys that we have. I mean, we're all like brothers, you know. We we had guys today that had boat issues yesterday that had boat issues out here in Shasta, and these guys just, you know, they're, they're they take care of each other. You know, there's 
you know, there's, there's not a guy out here that, that won't give you the shirt off their back. And, um, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's the kind of uh, circuit that you have to have where I think a little bit with Wild West, you know, that was a little more intimidating and, you know, maybe you wouldn't ask a question. Maybe you wouldn't go up to, you know, a Ken Ma or, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Nick Wood or, you know, one of these guys and say, Hey, you know what, you know, ask them a question and, you know, get a response. Let me tell you, these guys are the best of the best. And I wouldn't feel, you know, as an amateur, you know, if somebody's coming into this, you can walk up to any one of these guys and say, Hey, you know, I'm having some struggling on this lake. You know, what can I do? I mean, these guys will tell you, you know, where to go. They're going to tell you everything, but, but they're going to, you know, they'll definitely let you know, you know, what you can do to, to get on the water and go have some fun and catch some fish. I mean, it's, and like I said, it's just, it's, it's a great, it, I think it's, it's a, it's a great group of guys. Um, and it's, and it's a great circuit and the way Mark's doing it is going to be, uh, it's going to be something to watch. I think in the future, in the next couple of years, um, it's going to grow very quickly and i've already seen you know some tremendously um you know great things that uh that mark's done and uh and i i can't wait like i said i'm super excited to get rolling with it and uh it, it's it's really going to be fun well that's you know and that's what i really wanted to hear is is it guys are excited about it and it's it's looking like this is going to be a, an event you know we're going to try to make this thing as best we possibly can um and you left me one question in there that I, you know, I'd really love to love to hear from an angler who's been doing this for a while, fished kind of all the levels that you've had, you have. What is it that you think it's going to take for the West Coast to be? Oh, I don't know. I want to say recognized as well as Alabama. <laughs> you know that you know you're uh, yeah that, that you know they're going to say you know the the organization that that. Just let me know what you think it is, so we can we can go that way. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough question to answer. Um, <laughs> you know that you know, there's there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of stuff going on where you know we we've we've had you know there's a bunch there's three or four different circuits on the west coast where mm-hmm. um, you know where there's there's guys that won't fish one event because they want to fish. They're, they're, they're kind of tied to different events that they want to fish. And, you know, last year when wild West was here, there was, there was guys that wouldn't fish one event because they, they were fishing a different event. And that was the main thing. It was, you know, you got to get away from, from, you know, that, that narrow path where you're going to go down mm-hmm. one trail and just fish, you know, you have to be really diverse. And, and not only that, but you've really got to, uh, I think everybody as a whole really needs to, uh, you know, just, you know, expand what they're doing and, um, and be more open to, you know, growing. And, and a lot of guys, I think now realize after, you know, what happened last year that we need to go in another direction. And, and we, we have those big sponsors still. I mean, those, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, Rick Pierce and a lot of those guys out, you know, those big companies out east, or, you know, they recognize the anglers in the West and we need more companies like that. You know, you definitely need those, those bigger companies that are supporting the anglers out here. And, um, you know, the anglers are here and, and I don't want to see a bunch of guys leave and go back, you know, to the East coast and, you know, and, and lose those guys. But, um, but getting back to your question, it's just, it's so hard to, uh, to say, Hey, you know, this is what we, this is what, this is what we need out West to be able to grow the anglers. 
because I don't know the answer to that. It's it's definitely getting, you know, getting those bigger companies to to go. Yeah. Hey, you know, we recognize these guys are great anglers, and you know, we need to we need to help them grow this in the West. You know, as as much as they're helping in the Midwest and you know in the East Coast, right. it's uh you know it's just uh it's it's one of those things that we were, we we were trying to do over the last couple of years. You know, and, and you know Wild West was trying to do that, and and it just didn't go there. And and I think this one. Like I said, I think I think the BAM series with Mark is going to really blow up, and I I think some of those bigger companies and those 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 people from the Midwest and East Coast are going to jump in. I'm or you know I think we're starting to see it already. I'm seeing a lot of posts and uh, comments being made where, and it's it's happening. I mean this this circuit is 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 going places and it's going places quick. So I think that uh, I think we're going to grow. I think that you know in the next couple of years, it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty awesome in the West and uh, you know, and to be able to be able to do this, I think full time as an angler, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take some time, you know, and, and uh, you know, anybody that's, that's fishing in the West is, is, uh, is definitely got a, you know, an addiction, you know, because we're all not getting, we're we're not getting, we're not getting paid to be out here, but uh you know, we do have we do have yeah. some good sponsors out here. You know, and um, the the guys that we do you know have that are helping us are, are great. And um, but yeah, like I said, it's just uh, that's it, that's a, that's a question I can't answer directly. But uh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a I really tough wait. question, and <laughs> it was a really I can't tough wait. question. I, can't, yeah. I know if it happens, I, I I'm hope you know I, I'm hopeful that I'm a part of that if it if it does blow up in the west, and I'm I'm doing my part. You know, I'm. Uh, whatever I can do to help a grow, I'm, you know, I'm here. Tired of searching through ads to find bass articles in your favorite fishing magazine? Well, we have a solution for that. Introducing Bass Angler Magazine with over 30 articles in every issue, filled with tips and techniques to help you catch more fish. Follow the pros as they publish the most up-to-date seasonal methods to catching bigger bass. Whether you're a beginner or professional angler, make Bass Angler Magazine part of your gear today. Be a part of the fastest growing bass publication in the nation. Log on to BassAnglerMag.com with code TV and save 20% when you subscribe now. And I think, honestly, that's the answer that most people should have, or or the attitude most people should have is, you know what, I'm going to put all of my pettiness aside, my ego aside, and I'm going to do what's best for the sport. I'm going to do what's best for what's coming in and whatever that takes, whether it is fishing multiple events, whether it's just, you know, putting in some extra time, talking about it, uh, posting on social media, uh, growing it up and showing that there's support out here. Because I believe to me, when I look at it, that's always been the biggest issue is there's the lack of support from the angler base. Not, you know, I mean, I just talked to as a two shows ago, um, we just talked to Boyd Duckett and, and that was one of Boyd's things to tell us. He goes, listen to your anglers because they're the ones who have to spend the money. They're the ones who have to push. So that's, you know, I look forward to that, you know, going into this year um, is what the anglers have to say that they want to see what they're willing to spend money on to come out. Because that's the, I mean, that's the bottom line is we're asking them to open up their pocketbooks and give us money so that we can create a sport out here in the West that they're happy to fish, they're happy to give their money, and they feel some confidence in. And if we can do that and get the anglers behind it, I feel like this will grow exponentially. And 
Mark, in my opinion, and 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 in my opinion, he's a little jaded, but <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I, I, he's been doing what I think it's going to take. He, the guy, doesn't stop working on this event. I mean, if you guys come out, you will see how hard he works. He works very hard, um, but he wants to yeah, have I, the West Coast blow up, and I think it can happen. But we need the anglers' support. That's that's probably been my answer for the most part. Um, and, and just hearing yeah. you say that, it, it, you know, is, 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 was, was a huge here to hear. Yeah. You know what? And it, he has been, you know, Mark's been so transparent on, you know, on everything that he's put out there, you know, and he, and he's had a lot of questions, you know, there's been a lot of anglers that are, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning that were like, Hey, why are you doing this? You, you know, you can't do that. There's something else going on here. And, you know, and, and he was you know, from day one, you know, he's, he's been honest, you know, and that that's that's what I love about it. It's just, you know, if there's an issue, he addresses it. You know, and there's nothing hidden. You know, if you have a question, throw it out there. Mark's gonna answer your question. You know, and 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 uh, you know, he did the survey when uh, you know when he was building the circuit, which I loved. You know, he he threw a survey out there to everybody and asked everybody what they wanted. You know, and everyone you know that that was in answered those questions and you know he kind of built his his uh, his profile of the the circuit off of you know off the anglers responses and you know and i think that's the way it has to work you know if uh if you want something to succeed you know build something that's going to succeed not something that's destined to fail good points good points uh you know we've just sat here for the last uh 45 minutes listening to this guy, Mark Pilgrim, talk to us. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? <laughs> let's let these, you know, let's let everybody out there kind of know, you know, who you are and and some of your sponsors and that sort of thing and how they can follow you and get and watch you this, this year and see how well you do on the BAM tour. Yeah. So first of all, let me just say I, yeah, born and raised my, I was born and raised in Chester. Both my wife and I uh, were born up there, Eric. A lot of you guys out there know my wife. So um, anyway, born and raised in Chester, uh, went on to work for UPS for 28 years and retired from UPS and started my professional career for the second time. Hmm. And then, um, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I still live at the, so I guide up there generally from, uh, March 1st until the end of October. So if anyone wants to book a, a trip with me, um, you know, I, you find me online. Mark E. Pilgrim is my uh, my Instagram or Mark Pilgrim 148 on my uh, on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, get a hold of me up there anytime for, for a guide trip. And. Um, uh, yeah, it's just been uh, like I said, it's been a crazy couple of years and I've I've I've, I've been so fortunate be able to live in, in you know in Chester and Lake Elmore and be able to fish all these events and, and do the different you know things that I do and um you know I I've got a lot of people to thank for it you know I've had a couple of companies that have been with me for you know for years I, I had a, comp- a few companies that were with me 15 20 years ago when I was doing this on the team side and um you know it, they're back with me but I've I've really really been lucky over the last three or four years that uh, you know, to be able to pull in, you know, my, my partnerships with my sponsors. And, uh, and I, I thank them so much. You know, I've, I've got, uh, you know, first gen fishing Beckman nets and feline, you know, that company is just, uh, is, is always stood behind me. Um, I've had, uh, and I've had, I've had big bite baits for a couple of years. One of my sponsors 
they've been uh, with me for three years. They were just acquired by uh, GSM. So I just okay. signed with GSM. I just signed with GSM this last week uh, with uh, with Big Bites and also Bill Lewis. So I'm super excited to work with them again. Um, Eternal Lithium, et sorry, Eternal, Eternal Lithium Batteries. I've been with them for almost three years now. And uh, they are actually partnered with uh, with Mark in the BAM series this year. So we're going to see some cool things, you know, from them. I've got, uh, you know, Gitsit Bass has been with me forever. Here I am, a smallmouth guy up in Almanor, you know. So I, I, <laughs> Gitsit's been with me for a long time. And that, that I, you know, I, I grew up throwing, you know, Gitsit Bass. Uh, Mercury Marine I just signed with, so I'm super happy to have them on board. And, um, you know, one of my one of my favorite, we're getting back to that 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 small profile jig uh, up at Almanor, Wicked Weights. You know, Wicked Weights makes, uh, makes a, a super cool, small uh, profile jig that just works phenomenal. In fact, I was throwing it here this week. And um, got a couple of small companies up there too, you know, small, that, you know, the little places around Chester that helped me out. Plumas Pines Resort, which is the only resort on Lake Almanor that actually has uh, a restaurant that, and boat launch that sit on the water. So that's that's generally been the place in the past where a lot of the uh, the, the tournaments are done. Great, super great place. Lake Almanor uh, Boat and Storage is, is is a huge help to me. Lake Almanor Ace Hardware and uh, Diversified Resources. You know they just a couple of small companies you know up there that that really helped me out. And um, you know like I said they these companies have been with me for 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 a while now and I can't wait to jump into this year with them and uh, and see where it takes me. You know, if there's if there's anybody else out there that's that's, that's looking, I I am still looking for a boat sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you know, and if you're and if you're listening right now, remember when these guys tell you these these sponsors, um, make sure that you actually you know do some business with them if you can. You know, if if you're not already sponsored by somebody else, but do some business with them if you can, because honestly, that's what keeps our sport going is the support that you guys show them. So they're supporting our sport. They're supporting these anglers. Go back, hit all these people up, you know, order some product from them, uh, stay at their places, however you can do it to help. And that, and that's what you're really doing. Um, Mark, yeah, you know what there's, yeah, there's one one other quick thing real quick too. And oh, you sure. know, there's there's a company up there. We had a big fire two, two, three years ago when mm -hmm. we lost one of our businesses. And that was, uh, you know, Riley's Jerky, which was one of our local businesses. And uh, they rebuilt right after the fire, got the business back up and running again. And, you know, they never stopped supporting me even when the, the building burned. And it was, mm -hmm. they've always been behind me. And uh, I have to say a huge, huge thank you to those guys and Kaylee, you know, and, um, uh, I, I I appreciate them along with my family. Got to thank my mom, John, my brother, and uh, and everybody else. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's overwhelming and and you know and heartwarming to have these have these people behind me. That's awesome, man. Thanks for uh, you know, thanks for putting that out there. That the you know those are stories that we need to know and need to hear. And um, I'm glad that there are companies out there that you know were able to rebuild, come back from those massive fires that we had up there. And that's and honestly, Riley's is awesome jerky. So if you're out there, and you want to get in it, that's a good company. Um, you know they they ship national. You know, and they're I'm I'm really they they've really grown in the last five years. It's all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah, they're they're I've seen them in a few places. So uh, 
but yeah, so we're we're pretty much at the end of the show. You got everything done. Thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Tons of knowledge. I know most of it's about Lake Almanor, uh, but if you're listening locally, great. And if you're listening from all over the place, no reason why you shouldn't come visit California, Northern California. Give him a shout. Book a trip. Come see some of this beautiful water up here. I, I guarantee you, if you come up to Lake Almanor, you will not be disappointed. That place is absolutely gorgeous. Been going there for years myself, and um, you'll love it up there, right? Yeah, you know, if you guys want to book a trip, the best, the best time to book, you know, September, October, you know, you, that topwater bite mm. up there is absolutely off the hook. I mean, that's the time. If you guys want to catch the, your PB, you know, smallmouth, there's that's the, the, those two months, you have a great opportunity of catching a five, six pound smallmouth. So, so those are, those are the, you know, that's, that's that little window for you guys that are looking for the, you know, for giants. And, um, uh, I'll throw out my cell phone number too. It's uh, 530-249-3810. So anybody that wants to get a hold of me there, book a trip. I'd love to have you guys. All right. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. It was a wealth of knowledge. Um, Couldn't ask for anything more, dude. I really, really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm, you know, super, super excited about the year and I, and I'm so glad that you had me on and, uh, Sorry, I had to you know skirt around the Almanor uh, springtime May thing <laughs> a little bit there, but, but uh, yeah, super excited to be here. No, that's fine, and I'll tell you what. All you got to do, you go out and you win Almanor, and we'll have you back on, and we'll talk about <laughs> how you did it, and then you can give all your secrets away, and, and, and it won't matter till the following year. <laughs> okay, let's, let, oh yeah, let's 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 not jinx me on that one. You know the you know that little old saying about you know the home the home lake and uh, yeah, I, I'm I do. Stay away from that one. <laughs> I I had I had a guy. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Randy something. Uh, I had him on, and then he flopped big time in his home lake. So. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping not to do that. There you go. Well, hey, that's what it's all about going out there. That's why they actually fish the events, right? Because otherwise they just worry about living there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, thanks again. And we'll thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we really appreciate it. Uh, Tune in next time. In a couple weeks, we will have another great angler just like this one. And I hope you get as much knowledge out of it. So thanks for tuning in. Have a good night.